This is The Jerry Callahan Show. So yesterday in the uh, San Diego area, the families of the uh, 13 service members who were killed unnecessarily, tragically, in the uh, uh, disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan almost two years ago, they got their first chance to speak publicly uh, to talk about their loss, talk about how their lives were turned upside down when their loved ones, I believe of the 13, five or six weren't even 21 years old. They couldn't even drink a beer and they were there uh, serving their country. They were blown up by a uh, suicide bomber, a suicide bomber that these, that a sniper said he had in his sights asked for permission to take him out. He was denied permission. The suicide bomber blew himself up, killed um, uh, a lot more than the 13 Americans. 150 civilians were killed outside the gates um, in Kabul. They got their chance to talk yesterday, and uh, it was incredible. It was moving. It was heart-wrenching. It was maddening. It was infuriating, thanks to Daryl Issa, California congressman, who gave, who, uh, organize this event. They got a hundred, they got an hour and a half to speak. I believe it was six of the 13 families sent representatives and poured, poured their hearts out. And you know how many of the networks covered this? Do you know how many media people even mentioned this? No matter how much you hate the mainstream media, it is not nearly enough. These are disgusting people, garbage people who work for these networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, did not cover it live, did not cover it after the fact, did not mention it. These are just despicable, disgusting people. Can you imagine that? You have mothers who lost their children to the, in the, because Joe Biden wanted to take a victory lap, because Joe Biden wanted to say, I got us out of Afghanistan, put them in harm's way, gave up Bagram Air Force Base, put them outside the gates, in Kabul, got them killed, and the and the and the network, the reporters, the networks, the media, didn't even give them the time of day. It's absolutely nauseating. These are the same people, by the way, I've been telling you for decades that Joe Biden is a good and decent man, a family man, a caring man. He was going to bring decency and respect and honor back to the White House. Well, I think we can say definitively now that that was the biggest lie ever told. In American political history, they've never told a more blatant lie than this guy cares. He cares about people. Well, let's check. Has Joe Biden ever mentioned the names of these 13 warriors? Has has he ever reached out to the families? Has he ever invited them to the White House? Hell, has he ever even been asked about these people? No, the answer is no. That is that is just incredible. The media, these people are just despicable. They don't care. Whatever it takes to protect their guy, Joe Biden, they will do. If it means ignoring the the the, the pain, the heartbreak, the tragedy that these families have lived through, fine with them. They will do it. Does anyone doubt that if Donald Trump were president or George Bush? were president or Mitt Romney, you name it. And they had ordered this disastrous withdrawal. Does anyone doubt that the media would be covering it 24 seven? <laughs> but no, Joe Biden, their guy is in the white house. This despicable, disgusting, soulless ghoul who doesn't give a damn 
about these families. It, 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 it takes a special kind of ghoul, a special kind of cruel, heartless man to ignore gold star families right now. Do you know what Joe Biden is? He's in Arizona. He's going to talk about climate change today. So he had no problem getting an Air Force One and flying five hours to Arizona to talk about the climate crisis, this total made-up nonsense. But he couldn't couldn't deign to, to stop over in San Diego and see the families and greet them and, and, and share their grief and apologize. Do you know nobody has lost his job over this? Nobody has been demoted over this? We, we, Biden ordered this disastrous withdrawal almost two years ago. Um, he got these, these, these people killed, these young, brave Americans. He got them killed uh, uh, over there. And he has never shown the slightest hint of remorse for this. Here he is, if you're watching along, uh, when the bodies came back and the families greeted the flag-draped coffins, I believe at Dover Air Force Base, here he is looking at his watch. That's just that's just one example of what a what a monster we have in the White House right now. I tell you, if you haven't noticed, I don't respect the man. I don't like the man, and he does a lot of things that infuriate me. He lies every damn day. We know he's taken bribes. He sold out the country. We know he ran an international influence peddling scheme to enrich his whole garbage family, but nothing. Nothing is as is as infuriating as this. To review, he wanted to be the man who said, "I got us out of Afghanistan." He ordered this this withdrawal, ill 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 prepared, ill planned, terrible idea, terrible plan, and he got people killed. And in response to the suicide bomber, let's not forget, he ordered a drone strike on a family of ten, killing seven children. Do you know how many times Joe Biden's been asked about that? That would be zero, zero. They, they, these, these people are just, just beneath contempt. And they don't even care enough to say, let's hear from the families. Let's let them have their say. Well, thankfully, ISA did it in California yesterday. I was in the car, by the way, listening. I wasn't watching. I watched later. We got a bunch of cuts from the families. And I was like in tears listening to these people how can you not how can your heart not break for them i don't care i mean you really have to be a special kind of 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 heartless human being to not feel for them i mean to not feel like you you should do anything and everything you can to help them to listen to them to hear them out why don't they get to go to the white house i mean you know joe biden by the way has uh, honored with medals of freedom in his, in his time. Oh, let's take a quick look. People who've had the white house and he's pinned awards on them. Oh, look, 2022. That would be after this uh, attack that killed 13 uh, service members, Megan Rapino. Oh, Richard Trumpka, union thug, Denzel Washington. I'm okay with that. Uh, Simone Biles. These are people Joe Biden has given the medal of freedom to. In uh, honored them in the White House, had a big reception. Has he done anything for, oh, let's see, Darren Hoover, Cheryl Rex, Christy Shamblin, anything for these parents who lost their children because he wanted to have 
He wanted to have bragging rights to say, I'm the guy that ended the 20 year war in Afghanistan. And then he had the gall, he had the gall, the, the audacity to call it an extraordinary success. Talk about shoving the knife into the hearts of these people, these parents, these kids were young. They were, some of them were teenagers, 20, 21 years old. Their parents are still young and they have to live the rest of their lives knowing that this ghoul sent their children to die and then said, what a great success. We did a great job. We got lots of people out of Afghanistan. Well, you didn't get these 13 kids out of Afghanistan. Did you Joe? You should be hanging your head in shame. You should be honoring these people and talking to them and apologizing for them and saying, is there anything more we can do? But no, but no. You know what Joe did? What Joe always does. What Joe always does. He made it about himself. He made it about him and his son, Bo Biden. We're going to get to that. This is the most infuriating goddamn thing I've ever heard from this man. Let's start. We'll start with him declaring victory and talking about the extraordinary success of withdrawing, of surrendering to the Taliban. By the way, in the last two years, we've sent them more than $2 billion in aid to Afghanistan, to the Taliban, which no longer allow girls to go to school or go out in public without a man. They must cover their faces. That country, these, these, these terrorists are getting U.S. aid, taxpayer money. To, to, uh, I'm a little worked up today. I'm a little worked up. Like I said, I listened to this testimony, the, the, the hour, I believe it was an hour and 20 minutes. And it's just, it's just incredible, moving, heartbreaking, maddening. He, do you think he heard this? Do you think he watched this? Do you think anybody, anybody in the friggin' media gives a damn about this? They don't. That's your answer. They don't care. These are, these are just uh, uh, <laughs> cannon fodder for these people. They don't care about these children. These are just uh, casualties of war, I guess. Casualties of political casualties of politics. Let's listen to Joe a couple days after we surrendered to the Taliban and he got these, these kids killed. Let's listen to him talk about what a great success it was. Put yourself in the position of these gold star moms and dads having to listen to this just after you got your child, your child's remains back in a flag draped coffin, you haven't to listen to this lying, this, this, this charlatan, this absolute narcissist talk about what a great success it was. Go ahead. 20,000 people evacuated to safety. That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, uh, bravely, and selfless courage of the United States. Uh, shut up. <laughs> extraordinary success. Again, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being uh, Darren Hoover, father to Marine Sergeant Taylor Hoover. You have to listen to that. You're 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 wondering who's going to tell who's going to explain to me what went wrong, what we do wrong here. How did you? Why did my son have to die? And you have to listen to him say what an extraordinary success. Oh God, talk about just rubbing salt in the wounds. These people's lives were ruined. I know it's not fair, but I always have this thought. 
obviously any parent who loses a child, it's devastating. It's, it's, it just ruins you. Uh, I mean, I, I had a friend in, in high school, he died and he, he was very popular, good friend, great guy, kind of crazy football player. And I knew his father, he coached me and pop Warner and he, he died in a car accident. And I used to see his father all the time. He was never the same. He used to be smiling. He used to be a happy guy, a good jovial. It just ruined him. He, he was a zombie after that. It was just like, and, that, and this was 40 years ago and he never recovered. It just ruined him. These people, their kids, some of them were just extraordinary people. I mean, you, you, you joined the military, military to serve your country. You became a sergeant in the Marine Corps because you were someone special that not just anyone can do that. You got to be someone special. You got to have your stuff together. And I guarantee you that Darren Hunter was just incredibly proud of the man his child had become. And why did he die? Because they left him outside of the gates of the airport, mingling with, with, with hundreds of, 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 of people, civilians, uh, Afghanis, and, and, and one of them happened to be a suicide bomber who, again, was in the sights of a sniper. But the incompetence of this administration, the incompetence of our, our, our military brass, they couldn't give him the green light to take out the sniper. So, hey, 13 people had to die, but what the hell? Hundreds got out. So Joe Biden calls it an extraordinary success. Well, again, these people got their chance to talk finally after two years and one after another pointed out just what a, what a piece of crap we have sitting in the White House, a guy who does not give a damn. All he cares about is the Biden brand and Bo Biden, who remarkably, and we'll get to this, remarkably, Joe Biden said he came home in a flag-draped coffin. Bo Biden died six years after coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq of a brain tumor. Everybody knows it. And this guy will not stop lying about his son, not stop trying to steal valor, steal grief from these people. This is remarkable when you think about it. The president of the United States, he lies. To, we know he lies to everyone, lies to the media. He lies to everybody. He even lies to gold star mothers. I heard this, and I mean, this was this could have been the most incredibly offensive, outrageous thing he's ever said. He's lying to gold star mothers who are waiting for their children to come back in in, in flag draped coffins. Let's listen to uh, Cheryl Rex. I believe this is uh, the mother of Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. Talk about what Joe Biden had to say to her when he saw her as they waited for her son, 20 years old, 20 years old. And Joe Biden wants to make it about his son, who was 46 years old and died of cancer. Go ahead, play this. When Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my, w- my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster, and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly... Sorry. Be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, 
I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander-in-chief or his administration on what I feel is because of their failures and poor planning to exit our troops from Afghanistan. He's never said his name. He's never said the name uh, Dylan Marola. He's never honored him. He's never reached out to the family. He sees her, and not only does he make it about his kid, Bo, he lies. He says his son, God, if we only had an honest media, I think that'd be kind of a big deal. Our commander-in-chief lying to a gold star mother, lying to her face about his the grief that he, he feels because, you know, they've been through something similar. As she points out, he was a grown man. He was 46 years old. He died of cancer. They were by his side when he passed away. Well, this kid was 20 and he didn't have to die. But Joe Biden wanted to be the guy. He wanted to be the guy who, who got us out of Afghanistan. Well, that was just one of the the parents who uh, who have no respect, who are just disgusted with their president. Uh, who else we got? The Alicia Lopez. Alicia Lopez, she does, this is brilliant. I love this. She does something subtle here, but it's, it's, it speaks volumes. She reads the name. She names, she gives you all the names. Let's remember the 13. This is something Joe Biden has never done. Hell, I don't think, no one, I don't think uh, KJP has done it. She doesn't give a damn. You think Kamala Harris has done it? Of course not. Has anyone in the mainstream media, has Jake Tapper done this or uh, or Dana Bash or Joe Scarborough? Have they said the names of these people? That's all. Just say their names with some respect. Joe Biden's never done that. He's never said their names. He's never talked about them. He's never apologized to these grieving parents. But uh, this woman did. God bless her. Go ahead. I ask that our children are honored those injured and those that made it home from H. Kaya that they be honored by speaking the truth Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover Sergeant Nicole G Sergeant Johanny Pachardo, Staff Sergeant Ryan Naus, Corporal Degan Page, Corporal Humberto Sanchez, Corporal Hunter Lopez, Hospital Corman Maxin Soviet, Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui, Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt, Lance Corporal David Espinoza, Lance Corporal Riley McCollum. That, that's all. That's all they wanted. That's all they wanted him to say their names, but he won't do it because he doesn't doesn't care. He doesn't care. That's the bottom line. Joe Biden does not care that these thirteen people, young people, hell, black, white, Hispanic. Male, female, young, very young. <laughs> Doesn't care about them, does he? No, they can't help him politically. In fact, they can hurt him politically. So wouldn't want to go to San Diego and meet with the families. 
they might, that might be a reminder that you did this for PR purposes, for political reasons. You put them in harm's way to give, to, to, because you wanted the W politically. It is disgusting. And nobody pays a price. As they say, a corporal loses a rifle, he gets court-martialed. A general loses a war, he gets promoted. We didn't get to see that slob Millie with the 9,000 ribbons and, and stars and, and on, his, on his chest. Unlike Eisenhower, who had like two ribbons. Millie's got 72 ribbons on his chest. The guy who's done nothing but lose wars and decimate the morale of the military. No, no Mark Milley there. No Lloyd Austin there. They don't give a damn. Let's get to uh, Darren Hoover. He was great. He points out that nobody has taken responsibility. Nobody has admitted that they screwed up and got these kids killed. Uh, Darren Hoover, ta- father of uh, Sergeant Taylor Hoover. He has, uh, he has a request for Joe Biden. And I, I'm sorry, Mr. Hoover, but it will fall on deaf ears. He just wants Joe Biden to be a man. That's all. Go ahead. I'm calling out Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, General McKenzie, Lieutenant Colonel Whited, who could not give the order to the snipers to take out the bomber before he detonated his vest. And ultimately, the president. Do what our son did. Be a grown-ass man. Admit your mistakes. Learn from them so that this doesn't happen ever again. You all need to resign immediately. Our sons and daughters have more integrity in their little toes than every one of them combined. Oh, God, that was great. That's that would be me if I were uh, in his position. I'd be calling out these weasels, these hacks, these bureaucrats who say, yeah, well, it happens. So kids die. Kids die. We needed the W. We needed to boast and brag that we got us out of Afghanistan. I, I still can't get past. I mean, I just can't get past it. I can't get past Joe Biden and Jill Biden telling the woman that Bo Biden came home in a flag. If you would lie to a gold star mother, to, who wouldn't you lie to? If you would lie about the death of your only, of your child, well, I mean, you would lie about anything. I mean, uh, it, hell, saying I never talked to Hunter about business, obviously that's a lie he repeated for years. But this is, this is another level. This is another level of dishonesty, of, 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 of selfishness. Saying I, um, I rem- I could, sh- I feel your pain. I lost my son too. He came home in a flag draped coffin. You freaking liar! Uh, we got another guy here because we forget about this. Uh, I just sent you this. This, this, just I saw this this morning, and I have to say, I just uh, puts put me over the top. We forget. Thirteen died. Thirteen died. 150 local people died in this suicide bombing. A bunch of uh, Marines and soldiers were injured. I mean, catastrophically. Has, has Joe Biden ever mentioned them? Hell, I didn't even know how many people have died. I'd never heard from Sarge, uh, Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, a Marine who survived the bombing. He lost his arm, his right arm. He suffered just devastating injuries. He met with Joe Biden. You know what Joe Biden did? Mentioned Bo. Talked about Bo. Tried to shake his hand, even though his hand was gone. Bizarre. But listen to this. I mean, you say, again, if you say it once about Bo, that's one thing. 
he's said it hundreds of times to people that his son who died from a brain tumor died in, 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 in action. It's just, it's just so, it's, it's just the most despicable thing I think a president can do. Just lie to these people. Let's listen to Sergeant Tyler Vargas talk about his experience when he met the president after his whole world was blown up. He survived, but uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the right arm anymore. <laughs> Joe Biden wanted to shake it, but he doesn't have the right arm anymore. Go ahead. Let's listen. This, I was like, oh, my fucking God. And that's what I said. And the Secret, Secret Service dude just like beat red, like trying not to laugh. And uh, I was like, fuck. And this dude, like two minutes later, he walks in with him and Jill Biden and their little entourage of people and like a photographer. And uh, right away, like remember him coming up to me, um, trying to shake my hand, like try to shake my right hand. And I look at him and I'm like, I don't have an arm. And my left arm is in this big ass cast with this giant orange fucking foam block around it. I completely immobile. All I can do is move my head. My arm's gone. I'm like, I don't have an arm. And he says, Oh, and like kind of stands up and then like goes over to reach for my fingers because about an inch of my fingers are showing and just like grabs my fingers. Doesn't say, doesn't greet me or anything. Just that's what happened. Just grab my fingers. And uh, I was like, okay, that's weird. And, you know, almost immediately starts talking like about how their son served in the military. Doesn't say anything about what happened. Starts talking about how their son served in the military. And uh, my mom is just like, she's furious at this point. And they're like taking pictures and stuff. And uh, she goes, she was like, my mom said this. She was like, I don't give a fuck. Say, I don't care what you guys fucking do. She's like, you better take care of him for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> and uh, like she said that. And, um, I'm sitting there and he comes over to me and he leans over me. And I have, a, I have a picture of this to prove it. I'll show you this picture that I have. Um, it's a pretty funny picture. Uh, and he leans over me and he's like this close to my face. And he's like, what do you want? And I said, what do you want? Yeah. He said, what do you want? And I said, what? He said, what, what do you want? And I'm just like confused. I'm, I just got blown up. I just fucking saw my friends die next to me. I'm like, I just want to be myself. And he's like, huh? And my mom's furious. And she's like, he said he just wants to be himself. He just wants to be him. He said he just wants to be me. And he goes, oh, okay. And they just continue to talk about everything but what just happened. The uh, the Sean Ryan show Great. on YouTube, by the way. Great show if you like war stories like this. Great. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <sighs> Haven't heard from Tyler Vargas Andrews uh, before, but uh, mainstream media has no interest. No interest. I was uh, blown up in Afghanistan because Joe Biden put him in a vulnerable position and Joe Biden uh, meets with him and talks about his son just disgusting. That's called stolen valor, stolen grief. That's what Joe Biden wants to be a gold star father. He's not. He wants to use every tragedy he can politically 
uh, and and it's just it's just disgusting, totally disgusting. This is disgusting. But hey, he'll be at the Grand Canyon today talking about the climate crisis. And they, they, I, I've been watching the mainstream media; they're all over the Trump, whatever Trump indictment, next Trump indictment, every Trump indictment. But these people that gave the ultimate sacrifice gave their children. They don't care. Just ignore them. I got the. I, this is from Newsbusters. In case you don't believe me, uh, Newsbusters says. Instead of covering the hearing with the Gold Star families, ABC World News Tonight, CBS Evening News, and NBC Nightly News wasted airtime by covering the Mega Millions lottery numbers, the anti-American women's soccer team losing the World Cup, and another update on the investigation into a plastic plant fire. Huh. That's they, they, they spent time on the Mega Millions lottery number. That was the ABC News to, uh, World News Tonight and ignored these families again. However much you hate the mainstream media, it is not nearly enough. They are indeed the enemy of the people. But all right, we got to move on. We got it. We got much, so much to get to. We got some cancel culture stories. We got the craziest cancel culture story ever. The Orioles announcer getting suspended for uh, stating facts about the team, which is really good, by the way. We have the greatest political speech, at least as far as I'm concerned, ever. And it's from Mitch McConnell, back home in Kentucky. God, I love this story. I can't get enough of it. And Neo, Neo, I don't know much about Neo, but I like him. I respect him. Neo said, uh, Neo said some things that uh, upset the trans mob. And then he apologized, or so we thought. His His publicist apologized for him. And then Neo came out again yesterday and set the record straight. This is how it's done. We'll get into that. Oh, and we got Obama having gay fantasies. That's a big surprise, huh? Obama <laughs> fantasizing. According to his biographer, fantasizing about gay sex. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a little complicated, that story, but we'll get into that. And lots more in today's Callahan Show, but first. Excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and yourself. Florida-based EAA Corp. specializes in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. First-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. This is because personal defense is a growing issue, and EAA Corp., has your answer. EAA's lineup includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more. That's eaacorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. I don't want to get to this Oriole story. It's just so nuts. But let's do Mitch McConnell first. I love this. It's just, uh, we got the video, but it's it's an audio. So if you're just listening along, Mitch McConnell's got his casual look. He's got like an orange button-up shirt. We know Mitch McConnell. He is just, he's he's senile. He's he, We saw him have a stroke last week on camera. 
He's 81 years old. He's a feeble old man. He's just a, a career swamp rat, big, big Ukraine war guy, big, big supporter of the military industrial complex, just a despicable man who, by the way, has the lowest approval rating of any politician in America, lower than Biden, lower than Kamala Harris, lower than whale excrement. This guy is despised. And you're thinking, yeah, but back home, they support him because they keep electing him. Well, not so much anymore. Here he is trying to give a speech to the locals, but all, you know, all the accomplishments the uh, Senate and Congress and House and have, have uh, had in uh, D.C., but they're having none of it. Let's listen as as Mitch McConnell tries to power through his speech uh, as in front of a hostile crowd. Go ahead. It doesn't even stop. You can't even hear a word. He's, uh, he's talking. He's, he's speaking. He's trying to speak. And they're just chanting, Retire. <laughs> Why do you do this? He's 81. He's fabulously wealthy. He, he and his wife have made all kinds of connections in D.C. and made a fortune. Why do you put yourself through this? No I have more respect for Diane Feinstein than this feeble old fool, this old turtle. You can't hear a word he's saying. Somebody tweeted, somebody played this uh, on Twitter and tweeted, the crowd is either chanting retire or retarded. I'm fine either way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We need more of that. That's how you have to treat these scoundrels when they go back home, you know, for their month off or six weeks off or whatever it is and try to, you know, connect with the locals. Uh, Obviously he's not going to be up for election anytime soon, but, uh, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to serve another term. Although you never know, these people never, ever give up power, but I enjoyed the hell out of that. But uh, let's get to, uh, uh, I want to do, I want to do Neil, but we really have to do, we have to do this Orioles story. This is the craziest story. I'm telling you, everybody who commented on this, tweeted about it, wrote about it, covered it, said they watched this video two or three times. They read the story two or three times. Nobody can figure out what the hell this guy did or said wrong. If you haven't uh, heard the story, I'll just give you a quick, um, a quick summary. Baltimore Orioles announcer Kevin Brown was suspended for seemingly benign on-air comments discussing the team's former losing ways. Uh, the website Awful Announcing reported Monday that Orioles suspended Brown indefinitely after a July series against Tampa Bay in which he made the comments in question during a pregame segment on July 23rd. He hasn't been on the air since July 26th. The Athletic confirmed Brown was suspended and that his ban was because of his July 23rd commentary. It is remarkable. He's talking about how far the team has come, how the team used to be just a patsy for the, for the Tampa Bay Rays, how the Rays used to kick their ass but now the Orioles in first place and they're much better now. And they're having much more success against Tampa. That's it. We can play it. This is what gets you suspended. If you are a play by play by player, play by play man for a major league baseball team today. And this is why most play by play guys in major league baseball are absolute shills, just absolute puppets 
for the team, while you do not get the truth, while you do not get much honest commentary, because guys like this get suspended for just doing their job because they piss off the owner. Go ahead, play this. For the Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. Yeah. <laughs> you sent this to me, and I watched it legitimately five times because I hadn't read about it yet, and I was like, I don't get it. It is an amazing thing. I mean, he, this these numbers were in the game notes that right. the team gives out to the media. The graphics are put up there by an editor, a graphics person. Uh, you know, the the thing is aired. I believe this was recorded, so everybody there knew it, heard it, and nobody thought twice. I mean, why would you? He's pointing out that they used to be really bad, and now they're good. <laughs> they used to get their ass kicked every time by Tampa, and now they're winning. They're in first place. They're a much better team. It is amazing that this is what gets you suspended. If you ever wondered why there are so many really bad play-by-play guys that guys, you know, like in Boston last 72 years, even though they're really bad at the job, it's because this is the job requirement. Number one job requirement is kiss the ass of the team, of the owner. Never say a word, a discouraging word. Even if you're literally reading stats, reading facts uh, from the game notes, this guy suspended and definitely probably be fired for this, which is just an amazing uh, cancel culture story that, that, that led to outrage around the league. Lots of other uh, play-by-play guys talking about it, ripping the team. Everybody is ripping uh, John Angelos, I guess, Peter Angelos is uh, father that this, this is what you, this guy, by the way, if he comes back from the suspension, he won't be the same. I mean, he'll be reluctant to read any negative stat or say any negative word. And you got to talk for three, three and a half hours about the game, the team, the players. And he is just going to sit there like we've seen in many other cities and just root, root, root for the home team. This is like honesty is not allowed. You're not allowed to be objective for a second. You must be a total shill. But uh, what do we got from uh, his fellow play-by-play guys who yeah, were is, chiming in from all over the country last night. This is uh, Gary Cohn from the Mets broadcast who definitely has a problem with this suspension. Yes, he does. I saw this, and uh, he's sitting next to Keith Hernandez, who doesn't say a word. I don't think Keith even knows about the story. But uh, Cohen was good. Let's listen. During a recent game at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Kevin, during his opening, talked about how the Orioles had had trouble winning in the past at Tropicana Field, but that they were doing better this year. That was really all he said. And for that, the Baltimore Orioles management decided to suspend Kevin Brown. Let me just say one thing to Baltimore Orioles management. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller 
you're doing it again. And if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams who do. It's a horrendous decision by the Orioles. I don't know what they were thinking, but they've gotten exactly the reaction that they deserve. And and, and you know what? This is a good Orioles team. It's supposed to be about them, and yes. this guy knows it. And, and they're making it about a play-by-play guy who dared to read from the game notes. This is the craziest thing. This this uh, this Angelos is just such a clown when you think about it. That that upset him. The fact that they used to struggle and now they're good and they're much better. And isn't it exciting? And isn't everyone happy now? That's basically what he said. And he got suspended. And there aren't this guy, Gary Cohen's wrong. There aren't 29 other teams that are waiting to hire him. There aren't because most of those teams already have paid shills, just cheerleaders, sock puppets up in the booth that know they can't cross ownership, that know their job is to hold the coat for the owner and tell him how, how good he looks and how, how, how good he smells when he stops in the box. That's what they do. That's what you get from uh, radio guys, TV guys who work for the team for the most part. There are a few standouts that have got some cachet and built up uh, a good reputation and can be get honest occasionally, but this guy's young. He's not going to come back and crit- I mean, they, they, it doesn't matter. Orioles can lose 72 straight and he'll say, you know, how good they looked in defeat after this. The lesson has been learned. The, 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 the shot has been a, a shot across his bow. He will come back and he'll be just another shill. He's, watch. Ba- he's baseball's bad boy. He said how the last three games went and got suspended. <laughs> he read stats and facts of a sheet <laughs> and that that's too much for an owner. And believe me, this owner is not the only one who demands total fealty, total support uh, from his uh, broadcast team. You know, you wouldn't want to tell the truth to your viewers, to your fans, because they're idiots. They don't know that the Orioles used to suck and now they're good. You should tell them, oh, they used to lose every game, but boy, they gave a good effort. You know, that's what they do. That's Orioles baseball. I hope the the Orioles go on a total losing streak. I I don't want them to finish last. I want that reserved for the Red Sox, but... I wish the worst to the Baltimore Orioles, but uh, all right, let's get to uh, the flip side of this. Neo, this is a guy standing up. My my new favorite, whatever he is, R and B. What is he? What does he say? Yeah, R and B singer songwriter. Rapper. Not a big Neo guy, but I I wasn't, but I am now. If you missed this story, it's great. It is great. He go. We got it all here. But he says a couple of days ago in a podcast that. To, it's like what everyone everyone else says about the trans craze, the trans madness that is uh, engulfing the country right now. He says, what kind of parent would allow their child to go through a sex change procedure, drugs, surgery, whatever? What kind of parent would allow that? I'll tell you what, a bad parent. He states what we all think, what any decent person thinks. This is insane. The, uh, the next day, there's an apology and then the next day, there's a retraction of the apology. This is how it's done. Let's start with the uh, initial comments on this podcast, which it, it, it's remarkable that this even offends anyone, upsets anyone, that even even some idiot publicist would think this is something for which he should apologize. You probably get two tweets from the trans mob, which are always out there ready to attack. And that resulted in the uh, publicist offering an apology, which is absolutely uh, insane, but let's start with the initial comments, which were, I guess, offensive. I don't know. Go ahead. Let's listen. 
parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like, okay, lost control. if your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that. You just let. Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, just, I don't get that. And get to that. medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that it, it affects their brain, it affects their organs, it makes them sick, but they're not allowed to do drugs, they're not allowed to do alcohol, right. but we can medicate he them He can't up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right, oh, right. what sex orientation, and he can cut off his pee-pee, and, and that, to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. And so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they, they, they either passed or are trying to pass a law in L.A. that states, if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things, and you say no, they can take your kid for you. Yeah, me. that's true. Yes, Just yes. passed. That's not just LA, that's California, Neo, my man Neo. But so this offended somebody. I don't know who, I don't care. Just some crazed trans activist. And the next day we get this apology, which was unbelievable. Neo, by the way, took a beating for this on social media because it was just so pathetic. The apology written, I think it was posted on Instagram, wasn't it? Posted, a, it's just a written apology from his publicist. And it's just embarrassing. This was, I think, two days ago. Do we have the uh, the apology from the publicists, which just is is just, I mean, he must have been on his knees while typing this. It was just so pathetic. One of the worst, most groveling, pathetic apologies you've ever seen. And I didn't know much about Neo, so I just thought, you know, he was part of this, that he, that he, uh, uh, agreed to it, or he even wrote it, or uh, you know, said it. And his publicist typed it up and sent it out. And Neo took a beating as being just another, you know, coward who wouldn't stand up for what he really believes. Who who, who backed off his comments, which were perfectly reasonable. Everybody thinks the same way. And all decent people agree with you on this, Neo. You're not saying anything offensive, outlandish, outrageous at all. Just saying. What kind of person lets his five-year-old decide what gender he's going to be? All right, this is uh, uh, this is unbelievable. This is, uh, according to Neo, he had nothing to do with this. This is just the publicist. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LBGTQI plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced. And I can honestly admit that I plan to, to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support uh, everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Oh God. That is embarrassing if he was indeed, if he indeed wrote it or said it or believed it, you know, that would be an all time low of a guy just cowering to the mob one day after making those completely reasonable comments. But no, yesterday, Neo fires back and I assume fires his publicist. He doesn't mention in this video whether he fired the guy or not, but he better because that guy really. Let's be honest, that, that publicist was not male. <laughs> 
No, or, you know, not, not straight, <laughs> probably not straight or male, probably had, you know, purple hair and looked like Megan Rapinoe. But uh, hopefully that guy's fired because that was just, uh, even if, even if, even if he wanted to retract the comments and apologize, whatever, that took it to a new level of just groveling. I'll better educate myself so I can be have more empathy. Empathy for whom? Five-year-olds that are taking drugs or 12-year-olds that are cutting off healthy body parts because they're under the spell of this gender madness. Anyway, Neo makes another appearance yesterday, posts this and says, don't believe it. <laughs> he doesn't apologize for anything. Let's watch. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen. I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, or what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question. Okay. I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler. Right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. There it is. There it is. I mean, I didn't like the fact that he apologized, you know, if anyone was offended. Uh, but I like the, I like when he said, you want to cancel me? Go ahead. I'll figure it out. I'm a hustler. <laughs> that's, that's the only response. Like you want to cancel me? You can't cancel him. That's all. That's almost as dumb as the damn Orioles announcer getting canceled. I mean, he did nothing. He said nothing offensive. He said exactly what all normal, decent, reasonable people think letting a five-year-old changes sex is insane. We all know that. He said it, and then his his publicist apologized. All right, we're going to get, I don't know, I don't know, this Obama story is a little complicated, Ironhead, but uh, Obama apparently has fantasies about about men, you know, men in a intimate way, uh, according to his biographer. We'll, uh, we'll read you that story. And try to make some sense. Oh, by the way, another cancellation. NASCAR suspended a driver named uh, Nash Grayson for liking a meme. Just a meme about George Floyd. It's a stupid meme. It's about George Floyd. Looks like he's the character Sebastian who's a crab or a lobster saying, 
under the sea. Instead of under the sea, it says under the knee. Yeah. It's, it, it's dumb. I mean, I guess, he, you know, you could suspend it for being an idiot. It's not particularly <laughs> funny. But you just click like on a meme and you lose your job in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, you get to joke about things. I mean, you get to jo- you could joke about, you know, Hitler. You could joke about Lincoln being shot. You could joke about, uh, you know, 9-11 or, you know, whatever. But, but you can't joke about George Floyd, a, a, a drug addict and guy trying to pass counterfeit bills who, uh, who died in police custody. So you can't ever make a joke about that or you lose your job. He didn't make a joke. He just liked it. <laughs> I mean, again, his fault, pretty dumb thing to do, but the punishment is you lose your livelihood in, in NASCAR. That's insane. But anyway, let's get to the Obama. Let me do Shay, and then we'll get to the Obama thing. Try to make some sense out of this. By the way, when do we get the details on the guy, Obama's buddy, the chef drowning? We just never, we never get any details. They just, they redacted the 911 call. They don't tell us any circumstances. You think if someone drowned in the pool at Mar-a-Lago, we might get more details. You think the media might be demanding uh, some accountability, but no, you could drown in a pond on Obama's property. And maybe, you know, with Obama, we don't even know. And we get nothing, just nothing, just Stonewall. But first. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I'm just going to read this because uh, it's it's a little complicated, but it's and it's a little weird. This is from the Daily Mail. Obviously, the mainstream media would never, ever touch this, but A biographer who years ago revealed Barack Obama's gay fantasies has labeled the former president as insecure as Trump and says he's too lazy to serve on the Supreme Court in a new bombshell interview. Sitting down for a lengthy Q&A with Tablet Magazine, historian David Garrow renewed claims that Obama's first memoir was fabricated, slamming it as fictionalized in an attempt at inventing a racial identity struggle that never happened. That's a Obama's first memoir, which nobody read, but uh, I think that was about his father, Dreams from My Father. Uh, Previously, in a 1,078-page biography, Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama, Garrow unmasked how a young Obama considered a gay relationship while in college and cheated on Michelle with his ex during their first year of dating. You know what's remarkable? That this is this book, 
been out for years. <laughs> Nobody, it's like just one of those books. It's like when he wrote in his book, I don't know which memoir, the first or the second or the fourth or the seventh, in one of his memoirs, he wrote that they used to eat dog and nobody knew it for years late till years later because nobody read it. <laughs> I think it came up when they accused Mitt Romney of abusing his dog because he put him on the roof of his car. Well, Barack Obama, you know, his opponent in that presidential election, ate dogs. <laughs> he ate them. And he wrote about it in his biography. Uh, but he writes about uh, this. Is, this this has been out for six years, I believe. He said, Garrow addressed many of the revelations in a 16,000 word interview while offering new insight into the man commonly thought to be the Democrat Party's, Democrat Party's most influential figure. Yes, I would say so. Uh, Garrow, who spent eight hours chatting with Obama off the record while writing his book, offered statements that seemed to contradict those claims. He has no interest in building the Democrat Party as an institution. I think that's obvious. He calls them too, too lazy. And Obama admits to being lazy, says that's the way it is in Hawaii. We're lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which, I mean, uh, he's said it, but uh, uh, I never thought that uh, Obama, I, never, I, mean, I don't it's just amazing how little we know about Obama. He was in the White House for eight years. He had a very complicated childhood raised by his white grandparents. They came up with this black identity when he was in Chicago and then, you know, accused his grandparents of being racist after they raised him in Hawaii, lived a privileged life, went to, I don't know, a couple of colleges. Nobody knows how he did in college. No one knows what he did in college. No one knows anything about him because they're not interested. He is an icon. He's a god to the media. So they will never ask these tough questions. They won't follow up on this. They don't care. But uh, I'm still not going to read the 1,078-page book. But uh, he said, according to his uh, one of his former girl's friends, he had gay fantasies. But, hey, who doesn't, right, Ironhead? <laughs> totally, all the time. <laughs> All right, that will do it for today. There he is. There he is. Looks leering at us, that that awful, cruel, heartless ghoul, Joe Biden, who doesn't give a damn about uh, gold star families. That That is a new low. Today, I'm just going to declare a new low. Joe Biden lies to gold star mothers and makes it about himself. Doesn't get any lower than that. But we'll see. Maybe today he will uh, surprise me and sink even lower. But uh, we will leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Iron Head. I'm Jerry Kelly. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. God save the Queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen.